Welcome back to the Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. The lines are open, so call now, 303-477-2473. That's 303-477-2473. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And welcome back to Legends 810 and the Garden Wise Guys, Jim Borland and Keith Funk, right here on Legends 810. And we're taking your phone calls about your garden questions and we were talking about messes in in the past and how plants used to be sold. Um, I remember one time I went out to a nursery. This was a special event, by the way, because my dad didn't like to buy anything that he could do himself. Okay. <laughs> of course. <All> right. <laughs> and uh, we decided, or he decided to get it. I don't know some sort of conifer. I don't remember which one it was to put at you know the corner of the house, which is what everybody did, and. Uh, Go to this nursery, picked one out, and dug it from the ground. Oh, he had to dig it himself? No, no, no. You didn't dig it yourself. And dug it out of the ground and wrapped it in newspaper and, you know, paid the money. But before you put it in your trunk of your car, the owner would come out and and cut off six inches from the top. like, what are you doing? Well, I need that to start another one. (laughs) 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 It was just, just what he did. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> well, you know, bare root trees and shrubs used to be very yeah, common here. Yeah, very common. Yeah. A lot of the garden centers up and down the Front Range, and I, I know back home, you know, they'd have special areas where they would store their bare root stock. Yeah, trees and, and shrubs. Yep. And you could get all kinds of really nice stuff at a, at a fairly good price. Oh, yeah. A lot less expensive than potted stuff. <clears throat> Nobody does that anymore. No. I remember uh, it was Fossil Creek. Yeah, Fossil Creek Nursery yes. up in Fort Collins. Yes. They had one of the best selections. They had, they had a big barn where you could buy 12, 15-foot-tall shade trees mm-hmm. bare root. Yep. They were the last, I think. I on, think they uh, were. And yeah. probably Colorado. I'm sure they don't do it anymore. Is, is Fossil Creek still around? I don't even yeah. know that. Well, last I checked, they were still yeah. around. Okay. So. Yeah, the bare root stuff. Well, it would, it would. It changes. Yeah, you ha- if if you did it right, the first thing you did before you got the the bare root tree was you dug a hole in your yard mm-hmm. before you even got in the car to go get it. Right. You know, you didn't know how big it was going to be, but you know, you made it some size so that when you got the tree back, you didn't let the roots dry out. No, that was a problem too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't figure out how to do that one. You're bringing it, bringing it back home. And it had to go in the ground immediately. It did, yes. You couldn't let it sit around. And you couldn't stick it in a bucket of water and let it sit in a bucket of water no. for a week. That would kill it. Yep. You could, you could, do, you could do that temporarily. You Very know, temporarily. While you're fixing yeah. the hole. Yeah. Because now you know how big it really should be. And then you planted it immediately as soon as you came back. So it was mm-hmm. a planting process. And nowadays you'd figure out, yeah, Mary, let's go to the nursery and buy a tree. Okay, you do that, you bring it home, and you let it sit in the corner for a month before you plant it. <laughs> They'll watch it die. <laughs> All right, well, we've got almost full lines. Thank you very much. Let's get out to the phones. Barbara is up first. Good morning, Barbara. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. Good morning. Hi. Um, you don't know how many times I tried to start plants indoors in peat pots. Seven. And, the, and they were beautiful, and then I'd take them outside, and then they just died. I never knew what I was doing wrong, but thanks to you, I know now. Yeah. Well, good. Okay. <laughs> Now, my question is, 
Um, we have several years ago removed some overgrown bushes and put in a lot of um, um, what do you call those rose bushes and and they're so beautiful early in the summer and then the little critters come and just eat them alive and um, I I even use eight on them and it works for a little bit and then they're right back mm-hmm. so I get, we, yeah we get all of our all of our neighbors Japanese beetles so I thought I heard you talk about new types of is it hydrangeas that you were saying were so amazing and maybe do decently in this area yes yeah there are um hydrangeas are becoming more and more popular every year and there are plenty of them do really well here in colorado just keeping in mind they are water hogs okay i mean the latin for hydrangea is derived from the words water vessel okay i understand okay Okay. (laughs) (laughs) so um there are hydrangeas for shade and there are hydrangeas for sun. This is full sun. So I would stick with what are called the paniculata types. Hydrangea paniculata. They're typically white to pink. Okay. Most of them will start out in a, a, a limey green, pale green to white color. And then as the flower cluster ages, they will start t- taking on various shades of pink and purple and maybe some burgundies and rust colors uh, but normally the the paniculata types have a cone shaped like an upside down cone uh, shaped flower head i have one a hydrangea i think it's like a lime is that in in that uh, category oh, it, could, it could be it seems to be shaped like that it starts out yeah it turns pink i think is okay, okay anyway yeah. Yeah. got it it's beautiful and does very well. So, yes, and and there are you know some that stay quite short, some that will grow six to eight feet tall. They b- all bloom on the paniculatas. They all bloom on new wood, so you can cut them back hard, and they'll still bloom the same year. Okay. And then for shade, what is the shade one? It's the uh, Annabelle type, hydrangea arborescens. Arborescens, yeah. Yes, so. Um, Hydrangea arborescens, and then there are varieties like Annabelle and an Invincible and Little Lamb, and there's lots of them, uh, th- but they prefer a shady location or maybe some east morning light, but shade from the hot afternoon sun. Okay. And they have more of a, a flat, ball-shaped flower okay. head, you know, and, and typically they're white, but there's some new ones out that are uh, light pink to dark pink colors. Uh, the, the, the hydrangeas I would avoid are hydrangea macrophylla. Are and those the ones that our soil's no good for? Well, those are the ones that, are, you know, are the blue ones. Yeah, yeah. Or, or it, they're blue in an acid soil, they're pink in an alkaline soil. Okay. And they have a tendency, there are some, some that work okay-ish here, but they have a tendency, they, they bloom on old wood. And they preset their flower buds in the fall to bloom the next year. And if they die to the ground because of a cold winter, there's no flowers. Yeah. But you don't have to worry about that with the arborescence type or the paniculata type. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Um, can I ask you another question? Go for one? it. Can you can you grow lettuce indoors or can you start it indoors? I know the, the roots are so fragile. I don't think you can. Yeah, you can do them. both. 
as long as you have enough light, that always seems to be the limiting factor growing <laughs> anything indoors. What's but, the trick to moving to transplanting them then? Well, you want to put them outside uh, when the weather is moderated and preferably probably not freezing, even at night. And put them out in, I'd start out in the shade first. Okay. And then over the week, move them into more and more sun. I always start my lettuce indoors because I have these stupid finches that if I direct seed them outside and they start to come up, these finches come over and they just rip them all out of the ground. Well, what do you start them in? I mean, because I tried them in a smaller pot and then by the time I transplanted it, it's like it destroyed the roots. Well, I I will seed them, you know, in like a four-inch pot. Okay. Uh, Just just broadcast seed in a four-inch pot. And once they're up and have one or two true leaves, then I take them out of the seed pot and I plant them individually into cell packs, like a six-pack, and grow them on until they're fairly decent size. And then I do what Jim does. You know, what he just described is hardening them off before I set them in the garden. Got it, got it, okay. One last question. These hydrangea paniculatas, so what do Japanese beetles think of those? I haven't had a problem with it. Okay. Don't be surprised. (laughs) The Japanese beetles are known to eat over 300 species of plants. Yeah. And I'm sure somewhere in there the hydrangeas are in there. But they have preferences. Uh, Last year was not a bad Japanese beetle year Mm -hmm. in my my garden. Was in my garden. I think I got all all of Keith's because we're the same neighborhood. Oh, okay. (laughs) And and other people we talk to, and I have the same plants as they do, and my plants were never touched by the beetles, but yeah. their plants were. And it's funny, I had yellow roses and, um, and red, and they, boy, they eat the yellow first. It's like they. Yeah, they, I, I they don't like know. That color. Yeah, I, it's, yeah it, I, I don't know what they associate the color with, but you're right. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right. Well, I, gosh, thanks so much for your help, guys. I love your show. All right. Oh, thank thanks you for, for calling. calling. You bet. Uh, bye bye. Did you know on this date in 1894, Coca Cola was sold for the first time? In a bottle. Really? Yeah. What year? 1894. Is that still when it had cocaine in it? Um, probably. <laughs> it, it sold apparently very well. Very well. I'm sure. <laughs> Two for one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, that was... And, and m- perhaps more important, in 1974, a few years later, Wonder Woman deb- debuted on TV. 1974? How time flies. Well, that's the year after I graduated from high school. Oh, there you go. Something you probably will remember. I kind of remember this. 1998. Astronomers canceled a warning that a mile-wide asteroid might collide with the Earth. They canceled the warning because they were off by 600,000 miles. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Whoops. Somebody didn't carry the seven in that calculation. That's At least, was, yeah. yeah. All right, enough of that. Who's next? Let's see, where are we at temperature, or <laughs> temperature time-wise? <laughs> We've got uh, Breck from Broomfield is on the line right now. Good morning, Breck. Good morning, gents. What's going on with you today? Well, I didn't get my pen going fast enough, and I wanted you guys to tell me we were talking at the top of the show about this kind of tall verbena yeah and i didn't get the uh, the full 
Monty on that one. Could you pronounce that one again to me? Verbena bonariensis. So it's <laughs> it's B O N A R, and that'll get you there. B O N A R. Okay, cool. Um, I wanted to ask if I could. Um, we talked some. It was a while back about a company that was in California that would, I think, take your order and. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's ship, a, that's and ship Monrovia. It to a garden mm-hmm. store around your area or something. Exactly. Yeah, that's could it's you, a could Monrovia. You extrapolate on the on the details on that because I I can't find my notes on that one. The company is called Monrovia, M-O-N-R-O-V-I-A, mm-hmm. and you can go online, just look them up. They have a whole a, a wonderful catalog. Now, keep in mind, a lot of their stuff is still California stuff, so you'll find you know, tropical stuff mixed in with things that grow here. So you'll have to watch the hardiness zones on the descriptions. But okay. Um, okay. you can order online directly with Monrovia, and then they will ship mm-hmm. your order to a local nursery here that is close to your address or close to your zip code. Cool. And then you can go pick it up. And pay for it. Oh. No, I think you pay for it, you, I think pay you pay for it, for it online. Oh, oh okay. All right. You yeah. pay for it online when you order it, and then you just oh, go okay. pick it up at the nursery. Okay. Yeah. Well... I wanted to extend a great deal of thanks to your producer, Sean. A few weeks ago, we were talking about zoo poo. Yeah. And uh, I locked it up with my wife. I said, honey, we got to get the car. We're going to get the trunk open and get some zoo poo in there because I know all my plants will grow faster and better with zoo poo. And then, <laughs> and then Sean broke in with, hey, buddy, you know, that that's, that thing is closed down. The zoo doesn't pass that out anymore. Although I understand you can still take your wheelbarrow to the zoo and and, and collect your own. <laughs> Just well, kidding. I looked her cold in the eye and said, "Honey, well, isn't that a dang dung deal?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, love the show. Thank you for your help today, and uh, charge on. I'll. I'll, I'll I'll be calling you more because I know the um, growing season's coming, and then all the people start calling. So I want to get my uh, Jim Keith fix in before the uh, growing season gets going and yeah. full charge. Call early, yeah. call often. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have Thanks, Brad. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame the zoo shut that down. At one time, they were considering starting their own. I don't think they were going to make electricity, but they were going to burn this stuff. Okay. And use it for heat or, okay. or something. Huh. On, on site. On site. They, okay, you know, good luck with that. Neighbors will That'll really appreciate fragrant. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, the American Indians used buffalo patties well, to yeah. burn that. Yeah. I, I'm sure in my day in hiking and so forth, we've probably done the same thing. Maybe so. Because sometimes we hike. There, there is no wood around anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I need that coffee fix in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I need to heat up that can of beans. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I'm sure if we didn't actually use it, we certainly did use it just to see if it would work. 
Well, true. It does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. As long as it's dry. As long as it's dry. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pick up that wet stuff. (laughs) Gross. Hey, the phone number here is 303-477-2473. That's if you want to talk to Jim or myself. And uh, Ann did that out in Lakewood. So we're going to go talk to her right now. Good morning, Ann. Oh, good morning. Um, My rabbits are back. (laughs) And I know you had recommended something granular, but I couldn't remember what it was. It's a granular product. You're right. It's called, strangely enough, Liquid Fence. Liquid Fence. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, there are many of them that are hanging around now. Yeah, it works beautifully for me. I've tried (laughs) every, every repellent on the market that I can get my hands on, and that one... Works for my rabbits, at least. And, okay. And it's a, I like the granular form, because you can get it as a liquid as well. Right. But I find, for me, for rabbits, because they're close to the ground, um, that the granular works the best, and it's the longest lasting. It'll last for a good six or eight weeks once you put it down through rain and snow and watering and all that sort of thing. Okay. So just follow the, oh, yeah, the granular. You just have to spread it out and around. Right. And don't get it on yourself. Try to, you know, if, if, it's, if there's any breeze at all, and, and you know, it, when it comes out of the container, it can be a little dusty. Okay. And if that dust drifts onto your clothing, you're going to want to strip off before you go in the house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good advice. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, man. Thanks okay. for calling. You're welcome. Bye-bye. You might want to first go to Home Depot and get a Tyvek suit. There you go. With, with a hood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, of course, uh, uh, it has a gloves. fragrance. Yeah. It, it does have a fragrance. It's very temporary. Once you put it down and yeah. walk away, you won't smell it again. But if you get it on your clothes or your arms, like your arm hair. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go on a date. <laughs> Don't go on a date. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take your wife out to lunch immediately yeah. after. Do, do shower afterwards. <laughs> No, and be be aware which way the wind's coming. Yeah. It makes and, a difference. That's right. Don't stand downwind. <laughs> right, right. Now, the reason I said the granular for me works well is because rabbits are very close to the ground. Yes. And granules are very close to the ground. Mm-hmm. So that works really well. But if you've got deer problems, they're up a ways away from the ground. The granule isn't nearly as effective with deer. No. So that's where I'd switch over to the liquid product that you could... You could spray on the foliage of the plants and that sort of thing at deer level, at, at browsing level. And it'll be more effective that and way. And that's, that's anywhere from ground up to... Six feet? Eight n- feet? No, <laughs> probably closer to eight or nine feet. Yeah. <laughs> they can stand on their hind legs. I know, yeah. It, it's a weird thing to watch, but they can. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, occasionally I will use predator urine. And you, you think, what? Yeah, hello. Where do you go, catch a coyote and squeeze it? (laughs) Not going there. (laughs) No, the garden centers have this stuff on the shelf uh, that you can buy, (laughs) ready to go. (laughs) Pre-squeezed. Pre-squeezed, that's right. I have never asked how they get it, how they get it in a bottle. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) know. And while you're figuring that out at home, we're going to take a short break and come back pretty soon right here on Legends 810. 
You absolutely need to try Gardening from Seed this season. Not only is Gardening from Seed much more affordable, but it gives you so much more variety to choose from. And you can know for certain what you grow is safe and clean from chemicals. Our friends at Botanical Interests are always trialing new varieties to add to their over 600 proven non-GMO verified varieties, which include heirlooms and certified organic seed. So there's always something new and exciting to try. And they've been doing it for over 25 years. Botanical Interests' comprehensive seed selection is curated by gardeners for gardeners and can be found at local garden centers across the country or online at botanicalinterests.com. Mother Nature is trying to keep us on our toes these days, but that doesn't mean you can't get your yard and garden ready for spring. And of course, it's time to start certain seeds inside. You will find a wide selection of tomato and pepper seeds at Jared's. Jared's winter clearance sale is in progress with a wide range of products from holiday to everyday items at great savings. More and more spring product arrives every day. Fun items for Easter baskets, fresh house plants every week, and soon there will be pansies and other early spring plants. A couple of dates to keep on your calendar, Saturday and Sunday, April 9th and 10th, the Spring Open House, and Saturday, April 16th, the annual Easter Egg Hunt. So whether it be gifts or tools, fountains or statuary, flowers, trees, shrubs, or just some gardening advice, you know you can get it at Jared's. Now accepting applications for full and part-time spring and summer help. Stop in and pick up an application or go on the website jaredsgarden.com. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden Center is a family-owned business serving you for over 42 years at 10500 West Bulls Avenue in Littleton. Winter hours are 9 to 5, 7 days a week. Did you fight a yard full of pesky weeds last year? Fertilome has a solution for that. Fertilome for All Seasons is one of the longest lasting weed and grass preventers on the market. It will prevent crabgrass and other weed seeds from germinating for up to six months. So apply it early and let it do the work. It also has a unique blend of slow release fertilizer that contains important micronutrients, including iron, that will green up your yard all summer long. Use the product the professionals use, Fertilome for All Seasons. Look for Fertilome for All Seasons at these and other independent garden centers. Jared's Nursery in Littleton, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, and the Flower Bin in Longmont. As always, be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. Mother Nature is trying to keep us on our toes these days, but that doesn't mean you can't get your yard and garden ready for spring. And of course, it's time to start certain seeds inside. You will find a wide selection of tomato and pepper seeds at Jared's. Jared's winter clearance sale is in progress with a wide range of products from holiday to everyday items at great savings. More and more spring product arrives every day. Fun items for Easter baskets, fresh house plants every week, and soon there will be pansies and other early spring plants. A couple of dates to keep on your calendar, Saturday and Sunday, April 9th and 10th, the Spring Open House, and Saturday, April 16th, the annual Easter Egg Hunt. So whether it be gifts or tools, fountains or statuary, flowers, trees, shrubs, or just some gardening advice, you know you can get it at Jared's. Now accepting applications for full and part-time spring and summer help. Stop in and pick up an application or go on the website jaredsgarden.com. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden Center is a family-owned business serving you for over 42 years at 10500 West Bulls Avenue in Littleton. Winter hours are 9 to 5, 7 days a week. 
We've got the cure for spring fever at Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center. Our greenhouse is filled with tropical houseplants, including all your favorites and special specimen plants for your collection. Browse through 5,000 square feet of greenhouse with wide aisles and an open-air building to assure your safe shopping. Choose from air cleaning, low maintenance, easy care plants, or some special treasure for the green plant enthusiast. While walking through the greenhouse, you'll be surrounded by blooming orchids, hanging ferns, and plants from tabletop size to full-size floor plants. Pinterest-worthy pattern leaves, textures in succulents, and plants with variegated leaves. It's a plant lover's dream. Let our knowledgeable staff help you pick out the perfect one for your environment. Our wide selection of pottery comes in all sizes. Think about a plant in a beautiful container as a piece of furniture to complement your home. Incorporate a grouping of plants together as they would grow naturally. Plants are a perfect addition to your home and office. Bringing the greenhouse indoors gives a feeling of calm to your living spaces. While you're here, browse through two floors of gift and home decor showrooms. Plus, take time to smell the roses in our walk-in fresh flower cooler. Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. For more information, visit our website at lafayetteflorist.com. Call us at 303-665-5555 or stop by. We're open daily. And we are back here on Legends 810. We want to put a big call out there to Alexa and welcome her to our group here. Absolutely. Yes. Now, I should also say, oh, by the way, tonight we have to turn the clocks spring ahead. ahead. Yes, spring forward. So this time tomorrow will actually be 7, 6, sorry, sorry it will be 9.25. This time tomorrow will be 9.25, yeah. Yes. Tom- this morning, however... The sun rose at 6.16. So tomorrow morning it'll rise at 7.16. Yes. And today it's going to sunset at 6.04. So there's not much difference in there. We're getting up to uh, equanimity here. Mm-hmm. Record high temperature for the day, 75 degrees. That was set in 1916. Record low, minus 8 in 1880. For a difference of, if I did my math right and carried it 7, 83 degrees. Lovely. Wonderful. Nice day today, though. Yeah, and and, and other st- st- statistics statewide, our snow level average is ninety eight percent of Excellent. average, which is okay. And we got more snow to come, apparently. The South Platte, we were, we are in that river basin. We're at ninety eight percent, the same as the statewide. And Gunnison, this is the one I like to see. <clears throat> it's one hundred and eleven percent. Nice. And I'd like to see that because they were in a part of the state was in severe drought. Yeah. This is going to help. It's all going to help. Hopefully it'll be a good wildflower year up in the altitude. Well, I would, th- I would think so. They've got sufficient snow, I think, up there. Yeah. Um, the, the, the snow bunnies, the um, <clears throat> skiers would know. I, I'm not a skier and probably will never be now considering, <laughs> considering my <laughs> legs and, and other frailties. <laughs> Uh, I bet you could snowboard. Do some of those flips in the air. (laughs) I'm waiting to do those. (laughs) (laughs) On a toboggan, maybe. Yeah, there you go. All right. Our telephone number here. We've got some open lines. 303-477-2473. We're going to go out and talk to Kathleen right now out in Denver about Shasta Daisies. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Certainly. I, we, I have a packet of seed for some 
chrysanthemum maximum. Are these, I somewhere read these are biennials. Are they biennial plants when they Shasta come up? Shasta daisies typically are not biennials. They're normally perennials. Oh, okay. That's good. Okay. I imagine there might be some exceptions to that rule. Yeah, probably the ones that have gigantic, huge, frilly white flowers. It's the really a, showy ones, those are the ones that die. <laughs> okay. Does it say so on the packet a, anywhere? It says 16 to 30 inches tall. And it doesn't say whether it's, it doesn't say biennial on the packet. No, no. I, I think that's a perennial one. Yeah. Well, I'll be more careful because I'm just listening to you from first thing this morning. And the first seeds that I, here's what I have. I have radiant heat flooring, and I was using that as a heating pad. And I put them in the bathroom and checked them this morning, and they were dry. So I have to start all over again, right? Well, your radiant heat flooring, I think, is probably going to be way too warm. Oh, is it? I, I don't know. Uh, do, you have a oh. thermom- do you have a thermometer that you can measure the soil temperature? Oh, no. I, I would do that, and uh, you, you don't it's have to sew any. Warm. I'm surprised you said that. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I, yeah. Okay. If it's, warm, if it's warm to the touch, yes. it's too warm. Well, here, I'm touching my floor. I mean, it's at 72 degrees that we set it on in the house. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but the floor is probably is going to get hotter that in order to heat up the air above it to seventy two. That's right. But again, I I would just get a thermometer and check it, and mm-hmm. and just get a pot of soil and just put soil in it, and moisten it to, as if you were sewing. You don't have to sew anything in it, and just put it on the floor and uh, put a thermometer in there and come back in an hour or two. Well, and what am I looking for? What temperature? Seventy. Am I seventy between seventy and seventy four degrees. Yeah. yeah. But keep in mind that your radiant floor heating isn't functioning 24-7. That's right. It comes on and off just like a forced air furnace does. Right. So you'll have to, that's the other thing is that the nice thing about a propagation mat is that it's on and maintains that temperature all the time. Right. Do you you, uh, set down your thermostat at night? No, we don't. Okay. Hmm. Well, you can leave it overnight on the floor and see yeah. and see what it is in the morning. Exactly. Okay, and pay more attention to watering it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that too. <laughs> they do dry out faster when they're on those mats. Yes. Okay. And I'll remember what you said about jiffy pots and put them on the side or open them up before we... If I get that far, as far if they come up three inches Peel, tall. Yeah. <laughs> Peel down the tops of the pots so that there's no pot sticking above ground <clears throat> when you plant them outside. That's the most important part. Okay. I hope. I hope. I hope. All right. I'm going to do that. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling this morning, Kathleen. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh-huh. With radiant floor heating. Yes. And with lots and lots of lights. You could turn your entire house into a greenhouse. Yes, right. Well, I basically, I have a husband that is marvelous. He took the south side of my house, which is the exterior, uh-huh. and we have a 40-foot greenhouse out here. Oh, oh bless my you. goodness. 40 I, foot. Right. Yeah, wow. I think I, John, is it? Yeah, it's about that. Yeah. Now, is, is, is the greenhouse full of plants right now? Um, it's mostly, I've got spider plants and I've got a lot of, uh, yeah, it's a couple of annuals and, and yeah, it's you have, half full. You have shelf space for a, a heating mat? 
Or could yeah. you make, because you could get a heating mat and then uh, put that on one of your shelves and plug it in and then put your pots on top of that. Because you think it's too hot on the floor. Well, we think, but I, I personally, I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, okay. and I'm also, I'm also concerned about the amount of light yeah. that is, is happening in your bathroom versus the amount of light you would get in the greenhouse. Oh, I thought they didn't need light until the seed. Well, that's true. Something shows. That's true, and, but they needed I put, it. I put the cover back, you know, that plastic cover yeah. over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they need light immediately as soon as they germinate. Yes, and then I move. I can move them out to the greenhouse, which yeah. is exactly. getting really bright. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stick with my floor because it's here, and <laughs> I want it to work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I keep trying, so there I'll you take go. a temperature reading on it and see what's what. Yeah, if it's too warm, you might just want to put a towel down or something in between the yeah, pot that, and work. the floor, yeah. and that yeah. will keep oh. it a little cooler. Well, you're such a smarty pants. Okay, and, I saw that. And remember, don't tramp on them. Yes. Okay. I would do that in my bathroom. All right. I know. Yeah, I, I tell, yeah, we've got males in our family, yeah. and I say, hey, be good, be good guys. Uh, exactly. <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, thank you for your help. <laughs> you Take <bet>. care, Kathleen. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Uh, yeah, we typically don't turn the overhead light on at night. We have a little a little night light that we can turn on when we're going at, at night. Just enough to do, just your, enough, just yeah. enough to do your business. Yeah. <laughs> then, there's there's just enough light coming in through the bathroom shades at night that is enough in, our, in ours. Oh, really? Yeah. Where'd that light come from? A street light outside. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we do if the if we have a full moon. Oh. And okay. it's in the western sky. And then a, we have plenty of light. A full moon. <laughs> <laughs> a full moon inside or outside? Well, no. <laughs> Both. <laughs> so uh, we've been talking a lot about seed starting today, and I just wanted to report that Tagawa's uh, Luann, as a matter of fact, their garden ambassador, you know Luann, she calls in occasionally, uh, she is teaching a class today. Their first in-person class this year wow. since the pandemic started this is their first in-person class today at 11 o'clock starting seeds and this is not just indoors but outdoors as well so if if you're interested in that sort of thing if you're new to starting seeds indoors or outdoors uh, or just need to refresh your course this would be a great place to go to tagawa's and it's free of course starts at 11 o'clock this morning <laughs> And, uh, you know, they're at 7711 South Parker Road, which is just a mile south of Arapahoe Road on South Parker. It sounds, if, if, if you don't live nearby, it sounds like it might be a long trip, but boy, is it worth it. I tell you what, that place is, you know, we, we're blessed. I really think that we as gardeners in the Denver metro area, up and down the Front Range, we are blessed with some of the best garden centers in the country. And what I would call destination garden centers. Mm -hmm. They're worth the trip. Yep. And, I mean, starting from Fort Collins all the way down to Pueblo, we've got some wonderful, wonderful garden centers. And you just don't see them as nice and as beautiful as what we have in other parts of the country. So take advantage of that. I'd really encourage you to get out. And don't just shop at one. Shop at multiple garden centers. They all have their own individual, what would you call it, personality. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And they're all, I have to rethink this maybe, I think they're all family owned. Yeah, they're all independently owned. And 
not only independently owned, but family owned. Family owned. So, there you go. Yeah. So yes, definitely take advantage of our independent garden centers here we have in Colorado. Um, there will be things in these garden centers that you will find, never find, in a Costco or a big box store anywhere. And that makes it worth it. And they really typically, and the, especially the information, the knowledge in these places. They typically know how to take care of them plants too. Well, yes, that helps that, too. That's a big difference that I see. Huge difference. And they know who to get their plants from that grow them well. That grow them well, and once they get off the truck, they are put into place, and they were taken care of. They need water, they get it. You mean they're not sitting by some garage doors that are wide open in the middle of the day, and the temperature is fourteen degrees? Unbelievable. <laughs> and I look around and there's nobody around. Yeah. And, and these plants are, these tropicals are sitting there in sub-freezing weather by open garage doors. No, that doesn't happen in a garden So center. today, most of those plants are probably blackened. Yeah. Or if they're not, they will be possibly after somebody buys them and takes them yeah. home and wonder what yeah. they did wrong. So, yeah, it's... It, it's important. I think our, our independent <laughs> garden centers, and they're a dying breed, unfortunately. Yeah, that's... You know, we've lost some really important garden centers here in the Denver area, starting with Timberline and Paulino's and Ground Covers Nursery. Uh, Country Fair has lost a couple of their stores. It, they just closed down. And it's, it's sad. It is. At, well, you know, if they're family-owned, um, that means someone's in charge. And typically, it's the, I'll call it the parent. And when they get up in years and feel like they need to or want to retire, uh, most of these garden centers are in areas where the land is exorbitantly expensive yeah. to do even garden centers. So they can't really sell it to another person who wants to run the garden center. Unless they're, they've got family, they can... You gotta have transition tons to. of money up front to make that transition or make arrangements, you know, over yeah. the years to pay it off. But mm -hmm. not like the original owners. No. <laughs> it's just incredible. And and we're gonna be left with even fewer garden centers in years to come. Yeah, because I don't see new ones opening up at the perimeter of town. Well, the perimeter is now twenty miles out. Yeah. But there are people there that need garden center stuff well, that, too. That's true. But it better be a dang gone good garden center for me to travel 20 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Into no man's land. Mm hmm. Although it's worth traveling 20 miles or more to go to some of these places like Tagawa's, well, like that, Nick's, like yeah. Ector's, like yeah. Jared's, Lafayette Florist. I could go on and on. Mm hmm. It's worth taking the trip up to, uh, to Loveland to the flower bin. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. A, that's yeah. A, or the tree farm. Tree farm, yeah, yeah. Again, everyone, everyone you mentioned, family owned. Yeah, family owned. <laughs> but man, the selection and the quality of the plants and that sort of thing, you will not find anywhere else. And and one trip won't do it. Oh no, because they do get shipments over the over the summer mm -hmm. and into the fall. They keep getting shipments. They're crazy like that. Mm -hmm. So there's always something new to see. There is, and they have sales that go on. And these days. You don't even have to check the well the news. Who gets a newspaper anymore? No, you just go to their website. Go to the website. Check their newsletter, and there it is. They're going to sale on something. It'll be there, and you can make arrangements to go that day. And like we were talking earlier, there's a there's a big 
a, a massive grower out in the California area uh, called Monrovia Nursery. Mm -hmm. They're a wholesale grower. They're not open to no. the public, but their website is open to the public. And you can order from Monrovia Nursery, and they will deliver what you order to a garden center near you, and you can just go pick it up. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that you're just having a hard time finding here, like you want some big agapanthus or something for your backyard, and you just can't find them here in Denver. Not too many places carry yeah. big agapanthus plants. Yeah. Or maybe a 10-gallon orange tree mm -hmm. that you want for your greenhouse or your sunroom or something like that. You can order that online, and it'll deliver it yep. right here in Denver or yep. in Fort Collins or in Colorado Springs. So it's, it's a really nice service that they offer. They can probably deliver it to your door. I, I have not gone to the Monrovia site, so I'm not sure. I don't know that sure. they can do that because they deliver in giant semis. Well, that's true, but they could... I would think they could do it, UPS or FedEx. or Could be. Or maybe the, the nursery, the local nursery gets delivered to, you could arrange for delivery. Yeah, you could do that too. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they would deliver your door. We could start a whole new business. You can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand back and clap. I'll Why don't we take a break? Right, we take a we've break. got John waiting to talk to us. And... Uh, Oh, yes, John. John, uh, oh, gosh. Yes, we need to get back to John right away. That's right. Could we do that? Okay, okay. Let's, yep. let's go talk to John right off the bat. Good morning, John. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. Hi, Keith. Hi, Jim. How you doing this Good morning. morning. Sorry to keep you on hold for so long. I just didn't, didn't click in my head. Uh, hey, no worries. Uh, every time I uh, hang on the line here with you guys, I learn quite a bit. I, I didn't know about Monrovia's, and uh, it's great to hear that Tagawa is uh, back open with their... Uh, in-person clinics. Yes. Hear that. Well, for everybody listening, uh, you'll need to know that this is John Libs with Phylum Bioproducts, and John is the guy who brought Beetlegon and Grubgon to market for us to give us an, an, uh, an alternative to <coughs> chemical uh, Japanese beetle control. And I want to thank you for that, John. Yeah, he did that unaided by the, uh, any other human. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll take all the credit, but uh, okay. <laughs> it, it was a fairly large, uh, you know, uh, deep uh, deep team that uh, was able to uh, discover and develop these products and bring it to market. But I'll take all the credit. Okay. You well, you should. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you should. And we're getting close to the time of year here in the Denver Front Range, Colorado Front Range area, to uh, to start thinking about beetle control, especially grub control. And sure. I'm thinking, you know, probably sometime in April would be a good time to think about April or May to put down um, grub gone to control any grub beetle grubs that made it through from last fall. You bet. And uh, uh, basically uh, what, what we've seen in Denver over the last few years is uh, you had such a, a pretty, I, I guess, bad, you know, adult Japanese beetle problem that uh, most folks, homeowners, were really focused on controlling the beetles. And uh, other parts of the country and up in Canada where Japanese beetle has been quite an issue for uh, decades now, uh, they, they really learned over the years to control that beetle <clears throat> in the ground when it's localized if they have a pretty good idea that they had an infestation the year before. So we, we do recommend to uh, treat with a uh, turf grub control 
And then if you do have breakthrough, uh, you can you can treat later in the year again. And of course, if you unfortunately have beetles ravaging your ornamentals and and gardens, then uh, go ahead and treat with a product like Beetle Gun. Uh, so there, there really are three windows of application for our product. Uh, that's uh, quite a bit different than, let's say, a Milky Spore or some of the other products. Uh, you know, you do have that springtime application early on, which uh, most folks lay down uh, the chemical uh, products there. Ours uh, can be spread and irrigated in, control those overwintering grubs. And usually what happens is these grubs start working their way to the surface when the soil hits in the mid-50 uh, Fahrenheit range, and that's a good time to lay, lay product down within a month of that uh, temperature change or uh, temperature level. And then uh, another, another window of application is uh, later in the season, sort of mid-summer, uh, after you've seen uh, adult beetles flying around, you see them disappear. If you spread the product irrigated in within two weeks of... Uh, that point you'll be uh, going after the the newly hatched grubs and those are actually the most susceptible grubs to all the products uh, our products quite a bit special uh, in that it'll also uh, control late season grubs heading into uh, late august or mid-august into september and uh, those those uh, those are the ones that if you dig them up they look like shrimp uh, they can be fairly large, and our products are working really, really well against those late-season grubs also. Um, yeah, and, and, and I know I'm, uh, I'm taking up time here, but uh, I, I did visit uh, some of our East Coast distributors in the Pro Channel a few weeks ago at a uh, golf industry show. It's uh, one of the national shows. All the distributors, uh, professional side, whether they're sports turf folks or landscapers or golf course guys, they were all there, spoke with our distributors, and they said our product is working. Both of our products are working every bit as well as the chemicals out there. So I was really happy to hear that because we've been working really hard over the last couple of years to continue to improve uh, the production, and we've actually uh, done that, and our products are working better than ever. That's what I was looking at, the information you were sending me and uh, comparing them to the different uh, chemical applications that are out there. Uh, it's every bit as effective uh, as those products. And the other thing I like about Grub Gone and Beetle Gone, especially the Grub Gone, is when you compare it to some of the, the natural or organic type products that are out here already, like the Milky Spore or the Nematodes, those sorts of products you have to apply over and over and over again to build up over a period of, I would say, years to get any efficacy, uh, whereas you put grub gone down and it's effective immediately. That, that's correct. And, uh, you know, I, I don't like to hammer on products, <laughs> competing products too much, but, uh, you know, a little bit of accuracy to the information can help everyone in the industry. And uh, Milky Spore does focus on the Japanese beetle. Uh, it is only... Uh, it only controls that particular scarab beetle, which, of course, that's what everybody in Denver is interested in. The issue is if, if you really read the labels, uh, such as on Milky Spore, you know, they call for application three times per year, and you likely won't get any sort of control for the first two or three years. 
So that's a lot of product you need to put down. If you if you really look at the price point, their bag is a little bit cheaper than ours. But as you said, ours works right away. Theirs may not work for two or three years. You have to buy uh, three to four times as much. And if you do the do the math, their product's actually four times more expensive for a thousand foot square foot treatment. And uh, there's also some. And, and I, I would I would ask folks to read up and look at the literature themselves. And again, the, the Northeast has had this problem for decades, so they really are on the front edge of understanding products, even the biologicals that have been out there for a while, and they continue to test them to understand them better as the chemicals are getting regulated out state by state out there, and they've they've done quite a bit of uh, studies on milky spore now and they're even saying that it doesn't survive the spores actually don't survive the frigid winters up in the northeast so that so it's 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 a tough road to get good control out of biologicals i i uh honestly i i'm not sure if milky spore is working that well at all there's some other biologicals out there that uh are uh that that work better uh, some of the spinosad products and some of those, uh, but they're broad spectrum uh, biological chemicals. Yeah, you know they're safer. You know they're safer than some chemicals, but they are going to take out all your beneficials: earthworms, uh, obviously uh, pollinators. If you're spraying bees and butterflies, and you know they'll take out the caterpillars, everything. Right. So that, right. that's that's what's special about our product. That's yeah. not the case with grub gun and beetle gun. You, it's it's so specific to what it controls yeah. that you don't have to worry about damaging, say, ladybird beetles, ladybug beetles. It's another beetle, but it's in a different class, so this product doesn't bother them. It doesn't bother bees. It doesn't bother butterflies. It doesn't bother birds or your pets or your children or anything. And uh, it's it. I, I think it's kind of like magic. Yeah, quite honestly, uh, we we. We set out to look for something like this, and you know, science—you fail 90% of the time, and sometimes you get lucky. So we got we got lucky when we discovered this, and you're exactly right. It's it's very powerful against what it targets, and it only targets uh, certain beetles and uh, certain weevils, and and none of them are the beneficials. They're all the they're all the crop or lawn and garden pests. Well, so that's perfect. So uh, just to just to recap real quick. Um, this spring, you've got the opportunity to put down grub gone, and, and that will control any grubs that have made it through the winter and are coming to the surface to become adult beetles later on in June. Then once we get into the adult season in June, July, then there's a product called Beetle Gone, which you can spray, it's, and, and it will kill the adult beetles, but it, again, it won't hurt the bees or the ladybugs or the butterflies or anything like that. You can even use it in your vegetable garden. And then later right. on in the summer, after the adult beetles have had their parties and, and laid their eggs and that sort of thing, and the new grubs are hatching, then you put down the grub gone uh, again, or maybe that's your only application for the year. Who knows? But that would be... Um, you know, late July into August and September to control those new grubs, which are probably, like you said, the easiest ones to control. You got it. Yeah, party. That's a, that's a good way to put it. 
Well, we appreciate your call, John. I know we'll be talking to you again down the road, but I just want to encourage everybody out there, if you're looking for a, an alternative to the chemical grub uh, and, and beetle controls, take a look at Grub Gone and Beetle Gone. Uh, I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised at what they can do for you. Jim, Keith, have a great day. Thank you, you too, John. Much. You're right. Thanks, John. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. With that, we're going to take a short break and come back and answer at least one phone call right here on Legends 810. What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend warm summer evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But your grass can't take that kind of pounding. Soon you see dry patches that turn into dirt and mud. You need a lawn that has been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado's own Turf Mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in sun or moving shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick, wear-resistant turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought-resistant. Colorado's own Turf Mix is available at your favorite local independent garden retailer. Whoa, stop right there. Now that you've got the hole dug, what's next? Add Mike, of course. That's M-Y-K-E to ensure your plants will get off to a great start. Mike is a revolutionary and proven product that helps plants thrive here in Colorado soils. The secret is a concentrated form of the beneficial fungi mycorrhiza that are found growing naturally with the roots of plants. Mike's beneficial fungi team up with the plant's roots to increase their surface area, boosting the plant's ability to find and absorb water and nutrients to produce stronger, more vigorous and productive growth. It's all organic and easy to use. Simply apply Mike directly to the roots as you transplant your new plants and jump back. Well, it's not quite that dramatic, but the results will amaze you. There's a mic for all your garden plants, including one for flowers, vegetables, and trees and shrubs. And now you can experience the amazing effects of mycorrhiza in your potting soil. Pro-Mix potting soils are perfect for your summer pots and planters, as well as hanging baskets, raised beds, and even houseplants. Make this the year you harness the power of mycorrhizal technology in your landscape with Mike Growth Enhancers and Pro-Mix potting soils, available at your favorite local garden retailer. As always, tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. Spring is in the air at Nick's Garden Center. Come see for yourself one of Colorado's largest and finest family-owned garden centers. We have 10 acres with an unbelievable selection of top-quality plants and the finest garden accessories. Get a head start on the season with seeds, seed starting supplies, onion and potato sets, hardy pansies, herbs, spring bulbs, houseplants, soils, and fertilizers. Come see many unusual plants as well as trusted favorites. All the newest varieties of trees, shrubs, evergreens, roses, and perennials are arriving weekly. Our bulk and landscape yard is stocked with compost, mulches, and decorative rock with delivery available. Our friendly and helpful expert staff is ready to assist. Nick's Garden Center, celebrating 35 years of color, quality, and service. Located two blocks north of Iliff on Chambers Road. 
Also, visit us at nixgardencenter.com. SmartPots, the original award-winning fabric planner, perfected design through 30 years of professional real-life use in the field. Perfect for just about any use, from home or balcony to professional growing operations. Join thousands of gardeners getting professional-grade results, no experience required. So easy to use, simply unfold, fill with soil, then plant. Plants grow better in smart pots because the airflow through the porous container walls provides extra aeration to the root zone, resulting in prolific fibrous root structures. More roots allow your plants to absorb and take in more moisture and nutrients, creating stronger, more robust plant growth and amazing yields. Smart pot containers are reusable and last for years, manufactured right here in the USA with the highest quality standards. The patented fabric is durable enough to last multiple seasons, yet porous enough to release excess water. No more overwatering. Smart Pot fabric containers are available in multiple sizes and shapes. The round pots come in all sizes and a variety of colors, perfect for flowers and vegetables of any size. The Smart Pot raised bed planners come in round or rectangular in a variety of sizes, giving you the flexibility to plant a garden almost anywhere. Find your favorite Smart Pot product at your favorite garden center, nursery, or grow store. To find your closest retailer, go to smartpots.com and use the store locator. While you're there, check out all the other Smart Pot products, informative videos, soil volume calculator, and online store. Smart Pots, the first choice of professional hobby gardeners. All right, we're back. We're taking your phone calls, not although anymore. I'm not sure we're going to do that. We're we, done. We, we're almost done, and, we, we, and we're going to go home. I don't know about you, Keith, but I'm going to go home and celebrate National Baked Scallops Day. Cool. I like them. Scallops. Have some scallops for breakfast. Three meals a day. <laughs> Topped off with a calamari sa- uh, salad. Nice. Yeah, I like all that kind of stuff. Huh. All right, 15 seconds, then we have to get the heck out of here. Hey, everybody. Thanks for calling. We appreciate that. We know there are more more questions out there. So, uh, you know, remember, keep your shovel sharp. Be careful where you dibble. And if you're in Ukraine, in Ukraine, keep up the fight. We're thinking about you. We'll be back next week with more of your questions and answers right here on Legends A10. The preceding program is sponsored by JK Communications. For our contest terms and rules, go to the Legends 95.3 website, legends953.com. Please join me, John.